Oh, good evening. I was just sitting here looking at some of my materials. And I begin to think about adults, like myself, a 76-year-old adult, studying a foreign language, in my case, Chinese. And the question being, should you use children's materials? Again, should you use children's materials when teaching adults? <coughs> Excuse me. And that's a very relevant question, a good question. When I was obtaining my certification as a TEFL teacher this year from the International TFEL Academy in Chicago, uh, that question came up. And as I recall, they said that one ought to be cautious. Sometimes you may find that adults would be embarrassed if you uh, were using children's materials with them. So I suppose the correct answer is to be cautious and to uh, perhaps see, wait, have a wait and see attitude and uh, maybe even query uh, of them when you get to know them well enough about that. Just to kind of feel your way, be cautious. Now, I should say, for myself, uh, my use of uh, children's materials is very, very common. I'm just looking around, and, and I have uh, here in my favorite seat, place where I sit, in front of my fireplace downstairs, uh, the first book, the one that I've been studying recently, is a children's book called My First Book of Chinese Calligraphy. And... It's, it's, it's really interesting. Little girl, eight years old. My name is Mimi. I'm eight years old and I'm learning Chinese calligraphy. And this is all about children, but it's just excellent because it's very basic. It takes things uh, one step at a time. And when I think about it in my mind, children learn in a certain sequence I believe so do I. I. I'm not sure there's all that much difference. The children may be much more quick to pick up some of this than I would be, but that does not negate the value of the materials that they often use. So I have been for the last three days just coming back to this simple book that deals with some basic Chinese radicals with stroke order, and I have been doing this over and over and over again, the repetition again. So that's one book that I have near. I pick up another piece of material. It's Tuttle, uh, More Chinese for Kids Flashcards. So here I have flashcards, but not only flashcards, I have a DVD I could use, a fun and kid-friendly introduction to Chinese. Notice that, kid friendly. And these flashcards are going to be very valuable. I have not started using them. I've looked through them and I can see that they're going to be very helpful for me. At the same time, there's a big poster and it's a children's poster and the pictures are all children. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Pow, uh, pow, picture of a little girl running. Con, con. 
picture of two boys seeing, looking at something. Well, this is all pictures of children. But this is going to go up in my little computer area where I work all the time so that it will be right in front of my face that I can make reference to it. And I'll be looking at children, young children. And that's not going to embarrass me. So, but again, I suppose one needs to consider uh, the people that you're teaching. I look around. I have adult materials here too. I've got a dictionary <coughs> of 1,000 Chinese idioms um, in both simplified and uh, traditional uh, characters. Um, I find they're very useful, but that's written for adults. That was not written for children. And I have a Chinese master book and another one, Chinese verbs for everyday use. And again, they are all adult materials. But I think being practical, pragmatic, what works for you? What works for your students? But please, don't discount children's materials automatically. Oftentimes, there is a place for them in adult learning. At least, that has been the case with Mike Dishnow. Thank you, Judge uh, and I hope this has been helpful and useful, and I hope it causes you to think. The biggest thing about teaching, I believe, is to always be reflecting, always be thinking, trying new things, noticing what seems to work, what doesn't seem to work, just being very aware of what is taking place. So yes, you plan, you prepare, you prepare, you prepare, you do your production, you do your teaching, and you reflect on the results. Keep an open mind. Be creative. Try new things. Ask others for advice. That's the best way to improve your own teaching skills. Bye-bye. Ciao, -bye. Gian.